Welcome to the Respectful Divorce Podcast. If you are considering a divorce, it is important to know that you have options for how you divorce. On the Respectful Divorce Podcast, we explore those options and provide advice from divorce professionals. We will also talk with divorce clients about what went right and what went wrong in their divorce. Divorce with Respect Week is October 30th through November 5th in California. You can talk one-on-one with divorce professionals, including divorce counselors or coaches, divorce financial specialists, and divorce attorneys. There's no charge for this opportunity. Go to divorcewithrespectweek.com to get more information and schedule an appointment with a divorce professional or click on the link in the show notes. On today's edition of the Respectful Divorce Podcast, we are talking with Kathleen Faulkner, a certified divorce financial analyst and a collaborative divorce financial professional. She is a member of the Sacramento Collaborative Divorce Practice Group. Now here's our host, Tim Crouch, with today's podcast. We're talking today with Kathleen Faulkner, who is a financial professional in the Sacramento area. Uh, welcome to uh, the Respectful Divorce Podcast, Kathleen. Well, hi, Tim. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be here. So uh, let's talk for a little bit about uh, what uh, happened that got you involved in the collaborative movement uh, and why you got involved. Well, this is going to go way back. Um, I'd say about 18 years ago, uh, I had a client come into my office, uh, was a nursing professional. Uh, she had come in to, to really look at her financial planning, what she could, when she could retire. At that time, my, my memory is she was in her 60s. And her, so I started to ask her story. So, you know, what do you have right now prepared uh, for retirement? And the unraveling of the story um, was that the key piece initially was that her, her second husband had just passed away. They had done a, a prenup. I didn't even know what a prenup was, but I learned to understand what that was. And, it was, and, and they were like two months shy of that prenup going away. And so she wasn't going to get anything from, from that. Uh, and then I said, well, tell me about your first marriage. And she had been married for 25 years, but had been divorced for 10. And so, so I said, let me look at your settlement. I'd never looked at a marriage settlement agreement before. So I'm looking at the settlement agreement and realized that she still had left on the table a portion of his uh, CalPERS, which is a state of California retirement plan. And which I ended up finding out was a common thing. You get the end of the divorce and all of this stuff is, you think you're all done and you think that you've already divided and gotten your portion of a pension plan. And lo and behold, it never got done. And so I helped her facilitate getting that done and realized that, wait a minute, I could have helped her on the front end instead of the back end. Um, And I found out about the Certified Divorce Financial Analyst and got that license after I'd gotten my stockbroker's license years before and then learned about collaborative. And Sacramento Collaborative uh, Practice was a attorney-only group. And there were three of us financial neutrals that kind of inserted ourselves gradually in, helped it get going. And so that's where my uh, world started in collaborative and it, with the thought process that you can help a family move from being married to being unmarried, but still a family. And the key piece that I play is the, the scary unknown part is financially, am I going to be okay? And, and I love numbers. Uh, my background is psychology and social work. That's what my degree is. I started out 
uh, working in a school district, working with children who were having behavior problems in the classroom and just learned that, wow, being in front of the parents would be a more productive way. And then I ended up going in the financial field and there behold becomes collaborative practice, which is the perfect meld of the two different things that I wanted to do when I got out of college. So why uh, is the collaborative process in your mind a better process from a financial perspective for your clients than, than advising them in a litigation process? It's a different thing that you do, actually. In a litigation process, you're generally just defining the assets and you're also working at how can I get the most for my client, as opposed to when I'm working in a collaborative or process, I'm looking at what's the best for the entire unit, the family, um, and giving information to help them come up with their own decisions. And and, and the way that I learned how to do counseling, and this is this is emotional counseling, not financial counseling, is that it's, it's a Carl Roger approach. And what his belief was that clients know their best answers. You just Your job is to help clear the path so they can see it. So that's what collaborative does. To me, I'm holding flashlight. We're discovering what the information is, educating them to what it means to them financially, uh, even emotionally. And then they're making the decisions on their own. So I'm more of a guide than the person that's saying, hey, you got to do this. And this is where you're going to get your best deal. So way better process in the end for, for me and for the client. So when you begin to work with a client in the collaborative process as the financial neutral, and so I should, probably should say clients, um, uh, how do you, what do you do? How does that work? Well, the first thing that I do is, is, a, is an introduction so that we're getting a sense of each other. And also I'm explaining to them what it is that they can expect that I will do in that piece. Because sometimes there's a lot that people, clients can go, well, I'm going to go ask Kathleen. She builds at half the rate as the attorney does. So the very first thing is defining what it is that I do to help them. Um, and then I'm going to be gathering the documentation, helping them walk through where do you get the documents if you don't have it. And it's also understanding what the documents, what, what is the stock option? Um, you know, what is a pension plan? Is, is it exactly the same as a 401k? It's helping them to define what the assets are. But the other critical piece that makes collaborative so different is I, in the very first meeting that they have with me, part of their homework has been write down what your financial values and interests are going forward and why they resonate with you. And that way we're building off of a creation of something beyond what the marriage is and hopefully putting them in a place, getting them to a place uh, that is really where they want to go. And they're going to start to exhale a little bit. So, uh, and, and so what does it mean to be neutral uh, in, in this collaborative process? Being neutral is to not be vested in, in any outcome and then in the outcome for one individual over the, the other. And I will say personally, I've learned that two places. One would be that, you know, I came into this um, as a counselor working with children. And so you learn to just be in the place of where that 
client is and not thinking ahead, you know. And then the other part of it is, is the mediation that we all are trained in. And I have over 100 hours of advanced mediation. And what that does is really work on being present again. So, you know, you're highlighting options. You're listening to your clients. You're watching the clients' body language. You're not in your head. You're present with where they are. So that helps you to be neutral. And to me, that's it's not being attached to an outcome. One of the one of the benefits that, that I've heard people talk about from the collaborative process with the financial uh, uh, neutral in the case is some of the modeling for uh, budgets and other kinds of things after the divorce that answers that scary question of um, am I going to be OK? Um, how do you how do you go about creating those models? So on the intake end of it, it's it's going to be the same as if you're in a litigated or a mediated case, you know, here in California, you are required to do an income and expense report. It's our it's our family law uh, 154. And so that's a basic budget. But what we do as neutrals is we're doing really a cash flow like it was a corporation or a company. So we're factoring in all of the outgo. And then that's, that's, that's a living document. Someone moves out of the house and now that their rent is different. Someone buys a house. And so that flows through and has some tax advantages. Um, income is one thing at the very beginning. And then maybe someone gets a different job. Maybe their spouse support, child support. So all of that stuff then begins to filter through on the other side. That's the income piece of it. And so that people can see, all right, so here's the lay of the land for me now, now going forward. Can I afford to keep this house? Does that make any sense? I want to. That's a value. But now it is, we've worked in what's the refinance? What's the cash buyout of the other person? And this is just kind of a, you know, um, an, an example of what it might be. And then people can go, oh, wait a minute. It doesn't pencil out. Now, I'm not going to tell them they can't do it. But the report's going to tell them that they can or cannot do it. And then we can do different scenarios. Okay, so if you buy a house for this amount. If you only do a cash out of this amount and you give them more of the retirement plan. So there's ways that we can move marbles then as they see their desire is in, in my example, that they still want to keep the house. We can create different scenarios together. And that's something that, that I can do just with one client as a neutral or have both of them in the room. If they're all both looking at, you know, how do we make this work for the kids? We really do want, you know, the one parent to keep the home. Um, then they would be both in the room while we would be doing that. The attorneys wouldn't be part of that. And the coaches would only be part of that if there was uh, some, some emotional support that the client would need. And, and I, as, as I understand the collaborative process, one of the things about this is this is ultimately the client's decision. It's not, it's not a judge's decision. It's not uh, something that, the attorneys are, are forcing on it. The clients are going to decide what their end settlement is going to look like. Is that right? That is correct. Uh, now, I will say that in the background, you know, you know, when you see that there isn't a, you know, um, they're not on the same page, that we as the professional team might look at how can we help them move from there to the next level to come to something where there can be an agreement. So we're highlighting 
options if after we get permission from them. Um, we'll strategize, you know, let them strategize ideas to help get them to uh, agreements. So in that way, we, we facilitate it, but we don't define it. Uh, that's the client's job that it's their agreement. And if it, if it is their agreement, that's something that they can live with longer than if we tell them what's the best thing for them to do. It's one of the beauties of the, of the process. So one of the things that's coming up here uh, uh, the first week in November, beginning October 30th through November 5th, is um, a Divorce with Respect Week, which is offering free consultations to people who are trying to get more information about divorce. And they can do a counseling session with someone like you, a financial professional or a divorce coach or an attorney to just get some additional information. If someone's doing a consultation with you as the financial professional, uh, what will they learn? If I'm going to just focus on what I do, I'm, um, well, well, what I would do actually, I initially just ask the client, you know, what is it that you, uh, what brings you to the, our phone call or our Zoom meeting today? And how were you seeing that I could be of best help? So I'm going to let them direct it. And I could talk about the whole process. What do the attorneys do? What do the coaches do? Uh, what do the financial neutrals do? But I want to start with where are they at? And, and then go from, from, from there. And if I was going to define more, if, if it was that they really want to see what the financial neutral do, does, I would go over the bullet points that I have here in my head because I've been doing this a long time as to what they would uh, would expect from the financial person in the process. But knowing where they are from the very get-go and why they wanted to make that contact, that's going to be what's going to lead the conversation. Yeah, and what kind of questions that they have, perhaps not only about the financial uh, aspect of a divorce, but also about uh, about the whole uh, process. Correct. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been talking with Kathleen Faulkner today. Uh, Kathleen is a certified uh, divorce financial analyst and uh, a collaborative uh, financial professional. And uh, Kathleen, we appreciate your being with us today. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you for the opportunity to enjoy your day. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for the Respectful Divorce Podcast. Remember that October 30th through November 5th is Divorce with Respect Week in California. You can schedule an appointment with a divorce professional by going to www.divorcewithrespectweek.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes.